Beyond the blinding lights of Hollywood and the uncle you only visit on Thanksgiving, a new trend is rising. UFO sightings are everywhere, even in DC. After almost a century of UFO sightings, the US government openly testified last Wednesday that it has participated in a decades-long effort to investigate and explain the appearance of UAPs or UFOs. The move has caused a spike in UFO sightings and sent your uncle out of hiding and into the mainstream. It's almost as if you're a storm chaser, like UFOs every couple weeks. I'd reverse that. It's almost like they're chasing me. Why is it that the vast majority of people talking about aliens look like that guy and, well, this guy too? I would like to once again send out a plea to the aliens to take me with you. Given the testimony of the U.S. government, we are now forced to take more seriously the visitations of men that couldn't get a date to visit them in high school because the government has revealed they have sure been taking those visitations seriously, spending hundreds of millions of dollars investigating some of these sightings. But you'll also recognize something else very interesting about the increase in these sightings. They seem to be on the rise all while America becomes more secular. Could it be that one of the side effects of secularism is not that we stop believing in God, but rather that we start believing in anything? We can't help but ask, is the rise in the belief that we're not alone really a proxy for something else? As Americans become increasingly susceptible to the woke mind virus, they are becoming more secular, more self-absorbed, and more navel-gazing, while also becoming more pagan and self-righteous. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? From Marlon Brando sending a fake Indian to chastise Hollywood for a lack of representation. You very regretfully cannot accept this very generous award. And the reasons for this being are the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry. To the absolute destruction of the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the sake of celebrating girl power and LGBTQ awareness for the kiddos. We see the need to believe in something. No matter how secular you claim to be, everybody is worshiping something. I don't believe in God. I believe in science. You can worship at the altar of aliens or even at the altar of self. You can choose to absolutely lose your mind anytime someone chooses to believe in the Jesus of Scripture and blast them as easily duped and unthinking people. Why not Mary know, or Rachel know, or Bathsheba know? Why does it have to be Jesus, a man? Or you could actually peer deep in the human heart to recognize we all need something outside of ourselves bigger than ourselves. You can make a conscious effort to look backwards at history and how Christianity civilized the known world, or you can continue to gaze queerly into the stars. You can ignore the faith that built this nation and gave you the freedom that you take for granted every day of your life while smugly declaring your independence from a belief in God, or you can get off your high horse and admit you're just not smart enough to do it on your own. Belief in aliens is just one of the more ludicrous attempts to believe in anything outside of the obvious lesson of life, namely that there is a God and you aren't him. On today's show, I'll answer the age-old question, does the existence of aliens deny the existence of God? I'll show that as we discuss aliens above, aliens in our southern border pose a much bigger and more important threat. And finally, I'll show you that Whoopi Goldberg's belief that the Bible endorses child mutilation is nothing more than the disease of secular humanism affecting the mind of modern man. I'll do that all in an attempt to show that if we find that faith in ourselves is not cutting it, we don't have to resort to stargazing. All that and more today on Indie Thinker.
Welcome to the show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe because after all, you are intelligent people and you want great intelligent content coming to your inbox. So you need to be notified when that happens. So you got to make sure that you're subscribed and you're clicking that bell to be notified. But you also want to make intelligent decisions for your future. That's why you need to check out our show sponsor today, and that's Anchor. A-N-C-U-R dot B-I-Z is the place to go to if you want to start a business. Maybe you need some help with staffing. Maybe you need some help even building a career for yourself. Because Anchor can help you with all of that. Right now, they're training people to be CPAs and training people in how to do QuickBooks so that you can be an accountant and so that you can help people with their bookkeeping. Maybe you're just interested in doing that on a personal level for your business. Well, they can help you with all of that and so much more. They can help you with staffing. They can help you with bookkeeping, accounting. They can help you with business strategy to help take your business to the next level. They've done it here at IndieThinker, and they can do it for you. So if you want to get an expert in your corner to help you take your business to the next level so that you can put legs underneath your vision, then you need to go to A-N-C-U-R dot B-I-Z today and let them know that IndieThinker sent you. Does the existence of aliens challenge or negate belief in God? The argument goes something like this. Well, when we hear about Adam and Eve, we don't hear about other life forms on other planets. So can belief in the God of the Bible actually coexist with the existence of aliens? If E.T. shows up tomorrow, does that mean we have to throw our Bibles in the garbage and start all over? Does he become the deity as weak and anemic as he looks? Or or can, can these two things be compatible? Can they coexist? Well, I'll just start off by saying that I'm not worried at all about the existence of aliens and belief in God being incompatible because aliens don't exist. Now, to prove that, I'm going to show you what the DOD revealed in their hearings uh, where they were testifying about their kind of investigation into UAPs or UFOs, so you can hear that now. There it was. That's, in many cases, that's all that a report may include. And in many other cases, we have far less than this. As we detailed in both the unclassified and classified versions of the preliminary assessment released by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence last June, this often limited amount of high-quality data uh, and reporting hampers our ability to draw firm conclusions about the nature or intent of UAP. As detailed in the ODNI report, if and when individual UAP incidents are resolved, they likely fall into one of five potential explanatory categories, airborne clutter, natural atmospheric phenomena, U.S. government or U.S. industry developmental programs, foreign adversary systems, or a other bin that allows for a holding bin of difficult cases and for the possibility of surprise and potential scientific discovery. Let me show you a couple of, uh, another video and image uh, taken years apart in different areas. In this video, U.S. Navy personnel recorded what appears to be triangles, some flashing, recorded several years ago off the coast of the United States. This was recorded while the U.S. Navy ship uh, observed a number of small unmanned aerial systems uh, in the area. And importantly, the video was taken through night vision goggles with a single lens reflex camera. These remained unresolved for several years. So for those of you who are listening, not watching, I just want to be real clear. What we saw there is a speck off in the distance that was there one second, gone the next. And then we saw what is probably the most convincing footage, in my opinion, is we saw a green triangle blinking above the night sky. A person was looking at this green triangle as it was moving. And um, 
and and they were doing so with night vision goggles. So it was very very far away, and it was done with technology that really couldn't make out very clearly what what the thing was. So this is all the kind of footage that we have for the existence of UFOs slash aliens, if you will. And so when I look at that, I think to myself, that's not very convincing. Now some people will come back and say, well. Reed, that's just that's just the footage they're showing you. What about the footage they won't show to anybody or release to the public? And I just think to myself, I enjoy good faith arguments. So, so really, I would like to just address the evidence we do have rather than the evidence we don't have, since I, since I think that's a much safer bet. This just happened recently too on one of the shows. Uh, from last week, where somebody jumped into the YouTube comment section, of course, as an expert, while I was giving the moral argument for the existence of God, they said science disproved God long ago. So, of course, they didn't want to engage with the actual argument and talk about how there is no way to get from morality to atheism that you have to posit a lawgiver if you have a moral law. They didn't want to engage in that debate because, frankly, no atheist has successfully ever done so in the history of the world. Um, but they wanted to rather engage with something that isn't even true. Science disproved God long ago. Okay, whatever. So, so ultimately, they want to introduce new evidence uh, to to deflect rather than to actually deal with what is what is in your in your face. And so, essentially, it's an ad hoc fallacy. So, needless to say, um, I, I I just when I look at this stuff, I think. The only explanation for this is aliens, really? Like if that wasn't on the table, would, would that really be the first thing we jump to when we see blinking triangles and a uh, speck off in the distance that disappears from view? So my faith is not threatened by aliens uh, because I don't think it's true. But even if it was true, nothing that is true threatens my faith because my faith is based upon truth. The Bible doesn't deny the possibility that aliens might exist. In fact, even if you think that's true, it is typically because of an interpretation that you hold to rather than what the Bible actually says. The Bible doesn't say Adam and Eve are the only people that existed ever and there is not life on other, on other planets. Now, again, I happen not to think that that's true, but it isn't necessarily because the Bible demands that I believe that. I believe that it's not true because there is no evidence to believe that it is true. But if aliens were to show up tomorrow, I'd be like, huh, God, that's pretty cool. I didn't know you did that. So again, again, this is a fictitious reality, so it's almost goofy to talk about, but the reality is, is it wouldn't undermine my faith at all. And I've never understood the kind of people who think that their faith would be undermined by the existence of truth. Isn't that what Christianity is supposed to be based on? And more importantly, what's really fascinating about this conversation is what I mentioned at the top of the show, is that we can be incredibly close-minded when it comes to religious conversations. I see it all the time and especially in the comment section on social media and on YouTube, that, that people, when we talk about God, want to immediately jump to ad hominem attack and think how foolish it is for us to engage in that kind of stuff. We are closed-minded when it comes to God, but we are open-minded when it comes to aliens more and more in our secular society. So the true hypocrite here is not the Christian who may not always practice their faith. The true hypocrite here is the person who has an open mind when it comes to to aliens, but a closed mind when it comes to, to God. The real reason, and I wish we had intellectually honest debates about this stuff, the real reason you're closed-minded when it comes to conversations about God is you don't want it to be true, or maybe you had a bad experience, or maybe because you had um, uh, a, an interaction in the past with other Christians that wasn't really good. Just recently, I had a, uh, a post that, that I did about why church attendance is declining and 
And somebody had the wisdom to, again, not focus on any of the facts that I actually presented, but just mention that the reason people aren't going to church anymore has nothing to do with the things that I mentioned. It is simply because they don't like people that go to church. So that's the people in church. It's their fault that that people don't want to go to church anymore. Now, where does that individual get that information? I can only imagine they pulled it directly from the planet Uranus. Uh, because there isn't any actual evidence that that's really why people don't go to church. They don't go to church because people at church, like they're not going to church. That's, that's the whole point at the end of the day. But, but so the true hypocrite here is the person who doesn't want to have intellectually honest conversations about religion, but would like to have them about things like aliens. You're, you're, you're willing to enter into a good faith conversation about something that you may even be skeptical about. But, but, but not when it comes to religion. Why is that? Now, I would think something that actually has a lot better foundation is the Christian faith, which stands upon thousands of years of history and thousands of years of great thinkers. So if you're looking for answers to some of the big questions out there, you could go the route of actually researching them rather than thinking you're the first person who has ever asked any of these questions about God, theology, and the Bible before. Trust me, you're not. And trust me, while aliens don't exist, um, God does. And there are answers to those questions if you're willing to be intellectually honest and look for them. I'm not even saying you have to come up with the conclusions that I have come up with, which of course are right. You can come up with wrong conclusions, but think about it. So ultimately, I, 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 I wished that in the midst of this kind of open-mindedness toward this phenomenon, we were still a little bit more open-minded or more open-minded, as it were, um, as we decline in the West in our religious views. I wish we were still open-minded to the ideas of the existence of God. So whether or not aliens exist, I don't care. Uh, whether or not we believe God exists, I think is infinitely more important. And moving to the next kind of story, because more important than, than aliens above, aliens on our southern border are actually kind of an issue. So Biden is running again for president in 2024. And whatever medicine they got that dude on, it is not working. But I would love to know. I mean, because this barely sentient ice cream for brains individual thinks that he can run again. And, then I, and I don't know if this is hubris, narcissism, or whatever that juju is, man, it is working because it has convinced him that he is actually doing a good job and maybe even other people. For the life of me, I don't know why. But needless to say, Biden is breaking some records. He may not be doing good things, but he's definitely breaking some records as we can see in our southern border. Back in 2022, he broke this one. The number of removals formerly known as deportations plummeted to a record low under Biden from 267,258 in fiscal year 2019 to 59,011 in 2021. Let me read that to you again. 267,000 immigrants were deported in 2019 and 59,000 were deported in 2021. That also comes at a time when the incursions and illegal crossings into our border are at an all-time high because in October of 2021 to June of 2022, the Border Patrol logged some 2 million migrant encounters at the southern border, an all-time record. Congratulations, Biden. You are doing some amazing work. I cannot wait to see what happens if you win in 2024. And all the while, not only is there an immigration crisis at our southern border, but also it's 
it's easy to kind of paint the picture that as immigration, illegal immigration increases, so does violent crime. So I've often on the show talked about how the defund the police movement caused a spike in crime during COVID. But it's also important to understand that there might be other factors too adding to that spike in violent crime. And it could be that some of that immigration where some of those, some of that illegal immigration where people are coming into the country illegally are actually coming in to do harm. Now, back in 2018, we heard from our moral betters, NPR, that illegal immigration does not increase violent crime. Well, that's interesting because the Washington Post in 2022 is telling us that Biden's border crisis fuels the crime wave in American cities. Because we all know that illegal immigration often comes with this. Drugs, human trafficking, and violent criminals trying to flee Mexico to come into the United States. But let's speak for a moment to the bleeding heart liberal who wants to say there is no such thing as an illegal human being. Yes, there is. The people who commit crimes and the people who come into this country illegally are doing illegal things, right? So let me give you a for instance here. Would you grant immigration status to an alien? No, right? Because you're not sure why those aliens are coming to this, to this planet. Uh, we don't know if they have good intentions or bad. So you wouldn't grant immediate U.S you know, citizenship status to an alien. And for that same reason, you probably shouldn't do it to a Sinaloa cartel gang member just because they are the same species as us. It's perfectly legitimate and logical and rational to suggest that we need a strong border and under Biden, we're not getting that. Yes, some humans are illegal and it disservices the people who want to come into this country legally to cut in line. Yes, I, I'll admit the immigration system in America is broken and we need to do something about it. There are ways to fix it and the bureaucracy that has affected it needs to be resolved. I, I get it, I'm with you. However, it doesn't mean open borders because that is clearly a problem and causing a spike in violence, in human trafficking, in rape, in all sorts of other things. It is not humane. The true bleeding heart liberal isn't interested in open borders. They are actually interested in humane immigration, or at least they should be. But the more our society becomes secular, the less common sense we seem to arrive at and the more kind of wild-eyed ideas we can concoct in order to shake our fist at the past. And that's exactly what we'll see in our last story because it's time for Bible study with Democrats. Oh, God of pronouns. Now, I want to show you Whoopi Goldberg on The View giving us her belief about transgenderism and how it is absolutely in the Bible. The Bible is really clear, according to her. And the reason I bring that up within the context of aliens is that I can only imagine that Whoopi is an alien because of the way she looks. I mean, she was on Star Trek, after all. And because of the obvious alien Bible that seems foreign to anybody that actually has a Bible because here is Whoopi declaring to us all that the Bible is really clear that it's good and right and moral to mutilate children. 
that says we believe in parents' rights. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that as a parent, I don't, I'm not smart enough to decide if my child and I need to have gender affirming. Our yeah. doctors are not involved. What is going, so I can't, my, I can't decide what my kid reads. I can't decide yep. for my child what my child says is going on. Yep. You're telling me your beliefs, your, and they keep saying it, and I keep saying, what Bible are you reading? Yeah. Because God was really clear. Yeah, so it's really clear, all you stupid people, if you don't chop off the penis of an individual, it's just because you're not really reading the Bible, obviously. Um, what Bible is she reading again? I guess if you just declare nowadays anything with enough confidence, it becomes true. Clearly, this is true. Clearly, dot, dot, dot. Well, clearly, you've never actually read the Bible, Whoopi, so let's, let's help you out a little bit here. So she says a couple of things in her rant. Republicans are the ones that are banning books and saying that parents can't have rights. Is really, is that what Republicans have said? Or did they say, the school district does not possess the rights over my children. We, the parents, do. Because I think that's all the supposed don't say gay bill says and, um, and all any Republican state in America has ever done. Name the Republican state in America that has actually taken away the rights of parents to read books. I mean, there are, there, Amazon still exists. You can still go get whatever book you want. But here's the real point at the end of the day is that she's not actually serious about Republicans banning books and taking away parental rights because, because the ones who are actually banning books are the, are the leftists out there who bring in sensitivity readers to make sure that they change a book so that kids don't hear another child call somebody fat or something like that or a dummy or, or whatever. But, but Republicans, needless to say, have never said, you as an individual can't go out and buy this book. The people doing that, that's the people on the left. And when it comes to saying, well, we're restricting parents' rights uh, to, uh, to get gender-affirming care for their children, well, there you have a point. Yes, we are. Because what we're saying, actually, is that not all rights are permissible. So you should not have the right, regardless of if you're a parent, to abuse your child. And you shouldn't have the right to totally define arbitrarily the age of consent for your child uh, when it comes to these kind of life-altering surgeries. And that's the real deal at the end of the day, because let's just say you're going to have a conversation with somebody about this subject, and you find somebody that's incredibly confused and weird like Whoopi, and they think the Bible says that transgenderism and bodily mutilation is actually biblical. I mean, it's very clear after all. How would you respond to that person? Uh, I've even heard people make this argument, like the Bible talks about circumcision, that's a gender mutilation, so how do you defend that? Well, here's the difference. Taking off just a small bit of skin that actually, medically speaking, is debatable as to whether or not it's actually way more helpful for you and it's definitely more clean, which may have been the image and the idea God was trying to present all along. But there's a huge difference between taking off a small piece of skin and totally lopping off your wee-wee or totally lopping off your breast. Now, for all the talk of the Bible being patriarchal at the end of the day, there's nowhere that the Bible talks about women chopping off anything on their private. So let's just, let's have some equality here and some intellectual honesty. But nonetheless, we're talking about an insignificant little small piece of skin that isn't actually mutilating you in any shape, form, or fashion. By the way, there's 
studies that go back and forth about this, about whether or not sex is more pleasurable for yourself and for the woman when your foreskin is removed, but I'll leave that to the imagination and you can go research that on your own. That's not what this show is about. Suffice to say, apples will never be oranges and squares will, will never be circles. So we're talking about two, two very different things here. So let's be intellectually honest and let's be honest about who is really giving the whataboutism here. Well, what about this and what about that? What about you, Republican Party? What about circumcision in the Bible? See, this is what the left peddles in and what I think we all need to be aware of. And, and if we're going to be intellectually honest, what we need to know is the left peddles in whataboutism. What about the Republican Party and parental rights? They're, they're, they're not uh, giving parents their rights. No, because child butchery is not really about parental rights. You don't have the right to abuse your child. You don't have the right to drop off your children's private parts. You don't have the right to take your children's future fertility and put it in your own hands so that you can woke virtue signal on Instagram. Sorry. So what we need is we actually need a discussion on limits if we're actually going to be talking about what it means to be a free society. And a lot of people don't understand this anymore because freedom is ultimately a conversation of responsibility, not a conversation of doing what you want. That would be complete lawlessness. When we talk about freedom, clearly it doesn't mean do whatever you want to do. But what we're talking about here at the end of the day is the big problem. We're talking about the party of butchering children, not the party of protecting kids. Because the party of butchering children says, you're taking away our rights to butcher our children. Is that really a right? When we have a conversation about freedom, aren't we really having a conversation more about responsibility than we are freedom? And it just shows that what G.K. Chesterton said is right, that when people stop believing in God, it doesn't mean they start believing in, in nothing. It means they're willing to believe in anything. And that's the real problem here, is if we do not deeply root our beliefs in something like scripture, then ultimately we'll have our head in the clouds and we might as well believe that aliens exist because we could believe whatever we want to believe. And we can believe that freedom actually means the right to do whatever you want. But of course we know that's not true because you don't have the right to abuse your child. You don't have the right to murder anybody. That's not real freedom. So what we need rather than a conversation about the freedom to chop off your body parts is a conversation about the nature of what freedom actually is. Freedom is the ability away from totalitarian rule to do that which is right. But here's the real problem. People don't want to have a conversation, like Whoopi Goldberg at least. Those kind of people don't want to have a conversation about right and wrong. Because then she may actually have to crack open that Bible and read what it actually says. And then start affirming some of the things that go against her leftist tendencies. It's one of the beautiful things about the Bible is it pulls you in a direction that you might not necessarily go in. It fights against your feelings. It doesn't do what the LGBTQIA agenda plus ad infinitum agenda does. It, it, it doesn't allow your feelings to dictate reality to you. It pushes you to a higher reality. And that's why we need to be rooted in a moral system like Christianity that will actually keep us from the kind of insanity that we see in our society today. Even if you're not a believer in Christ, as I am, maybe you can see the insanity of the world and recognize the merits of biblical belief as a cure for it all. I hope you can, because it certainly is. It'll keep your head out of the clouds and it'll keep your feet firmly planted on the ground, which is where it needs to be, especially in the culture today. If you agree with that, I'd love to hear from you down in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And most importantly, go with God.